to tonight's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Tonight we have Tanya Atomic, filmmaker, musician, writer, uh, acrobat. I don't. <laughs> you're doing a ton of stuff. It looks like. Um, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm Tanya Atomic. <clears throat> I am a filmmaker. Um, I direct, write, produce, edit, act. Um, when you kind of make your own films in a no budget, low budget atmosphere, you do, I tend to wear a lot of hats. Um, so yeah, I do all that, but I'm also, you know, a musician. Um, I also am an antique stealer and as well as, you know, I do other kind of crafty, handy kind of things. Cool. Um, I found you because I, I know this is going to be bad. I found you through Facebook on uh, people you may know. Um, and come to find out, we have a lot of people that we know together. Um, you've worked with uh, uh, an acquaintance of mine, Henrik. Um, I've worked with him actually on two movies and you've worked with him. Yes. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, um, I, he was a cameraman for one movie, and then I was an uh, extra in uh, another movie. He was directing Bulldog for Christmas. So, um, oh yeah, I've seen Bulldog for Christmas. Yeah, I am. I'm office party goer. Okay, <laughs> long time ago. Um, and I have to say that this I got to get into this right away. Um, you directed the sequel to Manos: Hands of Fate. Yes, and, I did. Monos Returns is uh, the sequel to Monos Hands of Fate. And, the, and I directed that. Very, yeah, very proud of that. That is amazing to me. Uh, that is a, Manos is me and my, my two boys. That is a movie that we all kind of just bonded over because of Mystery Science Theater <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, and then one day I'm sitting there because I found you and then you're, it was like, you directed Manos Returns. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, wow, that's got some of the original cast back. I think that's amazing. And and reading, I mean, okay, I, I read it on Wikipedia on how this came to be. Uh, is the Wikipedia entry correct? Um, that the uh, the girl who played Debbie got it and, and kickstarted it and got everything going. And then was that correct? cool um oh totally yeah um so jackie Naaman jones one of my good friends um we became good friends working on the film we met first through a mutual friend and she started telling me about the project and i kind of was like hey consider me because i've done this stuff and showed her my work and that's how i got involved and there are all these strange kismet moments in creating this film like come to find out that Jackie is also friends with my old coworker who I knew for several years, who I worked on projects with. <clears throat> and I actually got to show her one of, I got to show Jackie one of my projects that I did with Rachel Jackson, who I'm talking about. And Jackie and her were already friends. They already knew each other. And um, I got to show her a project that I did with Rachel um, as, as one of my like, like, this is my reel, take a look at my stuff. 
And um, she also was already working with Joe Sherlock, who was our other producer and director of photography. He was already um, working together with her and, he, and she had already picked him as director of photography. He was also a friend of mine that I worked with several times. So it was really interesting. So, so Jackie, who I had just met at the time, who was the little girl in Manos the Hands of Fate, ended up being friends with two of my friends and was working with them already. And, and then I got to come on and, you know, essentially work with people I knew already. And um, we kickstarted, we did a Kickstarter um, and we appealed to fans of the original. We appealed to people who had helped kickstart the restoration of the original and friends and family and the larger Mystery Science Theater world and all that. And we're able to, to make enough to make the film that we did. So um, that is how it came about. Jackie wrote a book called Growing Up with Manos the Hands of Fate. And um, she had been researching for her book and had met several of the people involved in the original movie, or re-met some of them, and met some of them for the first time, like the... Um, some of the musicians, singers, um, some of the other people that she hadn't really met. And then she got to reconnect with um, Diane Adelson, Diane Marie from the original one as well. And so that, uh, those connections were essential to bringing about the film as well. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, I've, kind of like looked into the history of the rid of Manos that you know the only two people that got paid were the dogs and the little girl because she got a bike and the dogs got a bag of dog food uh <laughs> and it, it's just something because I know like a year before you there somebody else made a Manos sequel but yours is official and you know with the, the cat with some of the original cast and um you know, it, it's, I just find it amazing that, that, that something that obscure that had to become, you know, a cult classic way, way late. And you were able to bring it to, to fill, you know, for fruition with this new version of it and well, not version of it, the new sequel. Um, I, I gotta just say, congratulations on that. That's amazing to me. And that, you know, Thank you. The fact that you got the original master, that's just <laughs> great. Too. Um, now, when, you know, with going through all that stuff, did you, you know, have any issues with anything? Did you, did you have, you know, uh, running any problems or anything making it? Or was it, you know, just one of the ones that well, you said it was kismet. Did, did that just kind of all fall into place kind of all throughout the you're always going to have problems when you do low budget, no budget yeah. style. I mean, ours is, ours is, I think it's no officially no budget because it was so, the budget was so small. Um, it was under $30,000. Um, and there's always going to be issues because you don't have the money to make it comfortable in some ways. Um, you know, there's four producers, me, Rachel, Joe, and Jackie. And we all had to wear several hats um, and take on many roles, not just producing, not just directing, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it was it was hard. It was a lot of hard work. We were putting in a lot of long days. Um, we had some 
you know, close call moments where it was like, okay, we all have to scramble and make sure we get all the footage, you know, like on set, we all have to scramble and make sure we get all the footage we need with this one actor, you know, this certain day or the next day, because we didn't, because there was a location issue or whatever, and we have to do it all here, and we have to keep working until the, duh, because um, that person was leaving in the morning, that kind of thing. And so we had a lot of moments like that where it was like, okay, we have to get this thing because we're doing this and, and this is happening and there's logistics issues and we're losing this person here or this person's going to come in, someone has to pick them up and all, the, all of that stuff. And um, yeah, I think the number one um, issue that we had was with sound, was with audio. Um, we had, uh, we did have those logistic issues, like I said, but luckily we all were flexible and we were all like this big moving unit so that we were able to get things done. But what we couldn't control was the, the audio for the external shots. Um, we had one day where there were swallows chirping. I mean, they were super cute. There were these baby swallows in a nest at the location at the exterior of the lodge. And, um, you know, they were chirping and chirping. And then we had also some exterior shots where people in town knew we were filming. <laughs> small town, not very populated, but people would come drive by and then they would circle it back again because they wanted to see what we were doing. <laughs> and so we would get that audio of the, of the traffic coming through. And, and we had, you know, there's only so much we could do. We had somebody standing at the end of the road, not letting people through. And yet we could still hear, you know, down the lane. Um, so we had that issue and then the birds and then, you know, a few, few other automobile type things. And then all of a sudden, we think we got it and then turkey vultures start going <laughs> and they start squabbling or fighting. I don't know what they're doing, but they are loud. Oh yes. Uh, have you ever heard turkey yep. vultures? <laughs> but um, so yeah, so the audio issues we couldn't control and we often had to stand there for extreme lengths of time until we could get the right atmosphere for the audio. But, you know, we still soldiered through and, 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 you know, we did it. Cool. You, you could have done what they did with the original, just no sound. Do it 30 seconds at a time and <laughs> in later. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, that was a conversation. We were like, we had decided at the beginning um, that we wanted to do, we wanted to make it as technically well as possible with the money we had and the talent that we had and try to do like a proper technically well moving and not fall into that trap where we're making mistakes on purpose but we do do a lot of nods to the original um with driving scenes and that kind of thing but we try to do it in the way where it's makes sense in the film and it's done technically well so we were balancing a lot of things and i think for the most part i think we succeeded yeah well you know it's funny because you're talking about the driving scene and stuff like that. I was like, your movie is re relatively short, but if you'd put the driving scene from the beginning of Manos, you, your, your movie would only been like five minutes long. Cause it's like a 70 minute movie, <laughs> 70 minute driving scene at the beginning of Manos. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's, like I said, I, 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 I'm super happy that you guys have put this together. It, it's, it's fun. Um, like I said, I, I'm like looking at, of all things, I go, I go on your IMDb and stuff like that. And 
you know, your work with people that I know, like I said, you, you worked with Henrik, um, and then you've gone on to do things. You've done things five and six. And I was an actress and, and a few of the things. Yeah. Sequels. Yes. That's a, now, now, which do you prefer? Do you prefer to be an actress or do you prefer directing? Do you prefer writing or do you just like have fun and wing it, go through all of it? Just, just have at it. It's really different. Um, you know, what, when I have an idea of, a, of something I want to do and I write it all out, if I have a very specific vision of it, I do want to direct it. And a lot of times I want to act in it too. It's just because I have something really specific. But there's times where I write something that I would love to see someone else do something with it. Um, sometimes I like directing something I haven't written just as a change. Um, it's a different, it just as a different experience um there's times i you know for the past couple years i've had um a couple projects that are on hold um just because we can't get travel we can travel and get people together mm -hmm. so i've enjoyed just acting because it's um a lot simpler and it's a lot easier for me to deal with in this climate really um so uh, joe sherlock is the one he's done the things sequels and um that was you know just a lot simpler for me to um just be an, an an actor in that case and i've liked that during you know during now i i do want to start you know i'm hoping things get better in the world and i'm wanting to start um you know getting back into my projects hopefully soon um that's where my heart is but i also i'd love I love just acting as well. And I haven't had a chance to do that as much until maybe the last couple of years. Okay. Um, like I said, you, you, you're doing everything on these movies. You're producing, you're directing, your music, everything that you work on. Now, did you become, you know, director, writer out of necessity or were you just kind of like, okay, I'm acting, you know, or, or directing a movie, but I need a part. I'll just fill that part. Or did you, or I need music because so I'm going to make music or did it all just be individual things that all kind of came together under one umbrella that is you? Sometimes it's been out of necessity um, be, just because I, I do the low budget stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm super independent and that's what ends up happening. I'm not independently wealthy or anything. So it ends, that's how it ends up. But um yeah, sometimes it's out of necessity. I mean, often I have been thrown into um, roles that I didn't even plan to do because someone wouldn't show up kind of thing. So that's definitely happened. Um, but there there are times, well, the things that I do, they have um, just grown naturally out of my own interest because I do have an interest in acting and I am a musician and I was doing music since I was like four um so I was playing instruments and singing and stuff since I was really little that's that's been um at my foundation before I ever got into filmmaking okay. so there's that um but I don't know I mean there's times that I take on roles like editing or I take on roles like doing the props or whatever where I'm, I am doing it out of necessity but uh, everything that I have done, I guess what I'm trying to say is everything that I have done, I do have a genuine interest in as well. Okay. 
Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I know a lot of independent filmmakers around here, and uh, I've gotten phone calls, you know, and they're like, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" I'm like, "Okay." And they're like, "Can you can you show up on like Saturday afternoon?" Uh, okay. And because it's all last minute, it's it's come in. I luckily I never had any lines in any movie I've ever been in because I don't think I could remember any of them anyways. Um, <laughs> it's not a Star Wars quote or a or a lyric out of a song. I couldn't remember it to save my life. <laughs> um, now you said you started out in music. Um, and that's your that's your 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 first thing. You said you were four. Um, what, what do you do? You, just you know singing you know musical instrument uh or just encompass you do like do multiple instruments or anything like that uh well I come from a, a musical family uh, my parents both sang in church choir um my parents both kind of dabbled in instruments but neither of them really played um, but when I was real little, and I would listen to the radio like, constantly, I asked for my own radio in my room, and I had this little plastic clock radio that was like from the 60s, and I would play it all the time. And um, my sister was taking piano lessons when she, she's older than me. Um, so she was taking piano lessons like in her teen years, preteen years. And I really wanted to play. I really wanted to start learning. And the teacher said I was too young. And and it's kind of strange because I never really pressed for things. I just kind of like went with the flow a lot. But this I really pushed for. And I started taking piano lessons when I was four. Very simple piano lessons. And I and I took lessons for many years. And, um, and I, I enjoyed playing piano. I always liked it. Um, but I always had a problem. My same problem was I, I never like played the same thing with both hands <laughs> I would I would be a little off time with one hand mm -hmm. and I just always was like that and um it wasn't until I was uh, I was a teenager myself when I started I started playing guitar then I started taking guitar lessons and that is like you know one hand does one thing and the other hand does something else and that I took to more naturally and um, I, I feel like that's my instrument. So I feel like guitar is my instrument, even though I can play keyboard piano to a certain extent. Um, it's, I'm not ever true. So, you know, I have that issue where I, my hands are doing two, two different times. So it's not quite right. I have to really think when I play. And I feel like that, you know, takes away from like the sort of flow muscle memory yeah. kind of thing. And so that, that is a problem when I play piano because I am like concentrating <laughs> and um but with guitar it's different so I really think that is my instrument and I and I sing as well I've been doing that for I was in several bands um I I did a lot of music like on my own before I went to uh film and video school which I did um in my 20s and after that I was in several bands and um then I decided I just really wanted to get back into filmmaking when you know when it was easier when digital was more accessible people making videos on their phones and things like that and it was just a lot easier to get projects made mm -hmm. uh, and then I was like you know this this is something I care about so I'm going to get into that again yeah 
now were you ever one of the kids that that had to get the camcorder out make movies when you were younger and and or did you just that came later or you just have fun you know when you got i i i did a little bit of that with a friend um i didn't have access to a, a camcorder because we just didn't have one um growing up i did have access my dad was a photographer and um I did dabble a little bit in photography. Um, mm-hmm. But what I did do is I kind of dabbled in editing. Like I'd hook up the two VCRs and I would like make my own little edits of things. Yeah. And I would do that with tape players too. I'd hook up cassette players and I would make my own like remixes <laughs> of music. So I did both of those things when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, with all the movies you've done, like I said, you've, you've done quite a few and you relatively started in, at least acting wise, at least it goes back here, is it only back to like 2009. Uh, did you do anything before that? Did you do any independence or I know you do, all you do is independent stuff, but um, was there anything that, that, you know, isn't listed on here or anything that you're, you know, I guess. Any, any any lost stuff that doesn't appear you know, on yeah you know um 2010 is when I, I i said i made that decision to really jump back in mm-hmm. get back into it and get serious and you know if if not get a professional job in a way if yeah. not that at least be making my own stuff that i'm putting out in my own way mm-hmm. and um 2010 was when I made that decision so um 2009 is probably right um I did do a student film um in when I was in college that was I think 2000 um but I did I mean I I did do a student film in college and I had um support as in I got to use the studio and I got to use the studio lights um mm-hmm. but I did they did allow us to go outside of the school and, you know, kind of write our own thing, um, cast our own thing outside of the school, even hire people that weren't students. And I, I actually did win a grant for part of the budget. And that was, I think, 2000. So that was my very first kind of foray. It was cool. It was 16 millimeter film and, um, that was my first foray, like really kind of being more serious about it and doing like the hard, hard work of a big production. Um, it's a short film. It's based on a Grimm's fairy tale. It's called Clever Elsa, and that is available online. Cool. cool. Now, you know, that's about here. Um, what, what's the, what's your favorite thing to work on? Is it, you know, because I, you even did an animated one in here, right? You did uh, where'd it go here? So I I did a voice. I do voice work too. Okay. So I voiced uh stop motion animation, um, for for another for Jim Smith. Yeah. Now, what's your what's your favorite thing to do? I mean, do you go? Is it directing? Is like your passion, or do you just just everything? You know, you just. Today it's filmmaking, you know, directing. Tomorrow I might, you know, I really want to do acting. And then, you know, the week later you're like, no, I'm I'm really into music this week. 
or do you just have like one and then everything else is kind of like tiered down from that? Um, if, if I had to pick my, my favorite thing really is music. Um, but I find myself more active lately in filmmaking. There's something, um, it's harder. I mean, <laughs> filmmaking is harder and demands more attention. So I do put a lot of energy into that. You know, I can like sing a song in the shower, but if I'm going to do any kind of video, anything, even if it's a small thing, it's going to take a lot more effort. So um, that's all where a lot of my effort goes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess I do kind of waver back and forth. Mostly, you know, music is my first love. And then, I don't know, I think directing, acting, and writing is all kind of, you know, there and the same. And then, and then editing, I do enjoy, but it's not, you know, this, it's not my love, like writing and directing and acting, but I do enjoy editing as well and producing. Okay. What genre of music do you like? I like all kinds of music. I, I basically, if something hits me a certain way, then I like it. Like I listen to anything from, you know, like old classical music, folk music. I listen to, you know, 50s and 60s pop music. Um, I listen to, you know, like 80s metal. I listen to, um, you know, like Korean pop. I listen to just all kinds of things. Um, it just depends if I like the songs or if I like the artist. I tend to follow artists more than genres. Me, I have an issue. I, I, I'm an old school metalhead from way, way back. Um, but as I get older, I mean, I've also liked other stuff. And, and it's funny you talk about Korean pop music. That stuff is just so damn catchy. It's, it's hard <laughs> not to like. I'm sitting there because that stupid, uh, was it like uh, Samsung commercial, whatever, with uh, um, um, Butter that comes on. I'm like, I had to look that song up and listen to it. I'm like, man, that's just, that song is just got a hook and catchy. I should not be that, 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 I want to listen to it again. So you like, <laughs> there, there, there's music that, that is your, is your, uh, um, what do we call it? Your guilty pleasure that you go to and like, man, I shouldn't like this, but I really, really like that. That's wrong. <laughs> um, Hmm. I mean, I will defend a lot of my, my music. I will defend a lot of my music. Like, like I love Neil Diamond and I'm unapologetic about that. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of, like, I mean, I, I do like Barry Manilow and I feel like some of stuff's a little, but you know, I, I still, I still really like him and I think he's a talented guy and I'll stand behind that. Um, my guiltiest pleasure about music, I mean, I would say that's that's on the fence, Barry Manilow, because I know a lot of his stuff's repetitive, and he has the same kind of um, yes. style of every song, but um, my guiltiest pleasure, music, um, I really love that song, um, Straight Up by Paul Abdul that was that's that's one of my i just think it's just a well-written pop song yeah see I, I always joked around that that there are certain pop songs out there that that whoever put them together was a genius whether the singer was very good or not whoever came up with the hooks the beats and all mm -hmm. that stuff you're like 
you can't not catch that and it's like it's stuck like uh i i my like my guilty pleasure a few years ago was kesha i that oh okay that music would hook and it would just you'd be like okay and then didn't help I, where, I, where i worked you would hear it like You're five like, times that's stuck in my head okay yep yeah so, all right um guilty pleasure movies genres you know see i'm i'm telling you in the same way i will love something and i will be unapologetic you know i will say that medea is some funny shit and I don't care if someone, whatever, anyone thinks of that. Um, my guiltiest pleasure, though, I would have to say it would be, um, like, erotic thriller type movies, like uh, Lifetime Original Movies, Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Poison Ivy, that kind of stuff. I love those movies. And they're so smutty. I call them smutty movies. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I'm just in the mood for a smutty movie, and I love those movies. Well, the other day at my shop, I got uh, Poison Ivy 1, 2, and 3 on VHS in a box of stuff. And I was like, yeah, those are going over here. I'm going to keep these. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen them all. Yeah. Uh, and my, my wife's is... Uh, I'm with you there. Yeah. There, there, there's my wife's big uh, guilty pleasure is she watches the uh, uh, um, like the Christian movies with like the Left Behind and stuff like that. And oh, I just okay. look at her and I'm like, She's like, she's pagan and <laughs> she loves watching them. She goes, they're just so bad. I can't help it. Goes, I don't make, she goes, I don't make fun of the dumb shit you watch. And I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the first person that anytime they come through the shop or whatever, I gather them all up on DVD or Blu-ray and I bring them home so she can watch them. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um. But, you know, if you, okay, I, I asked this one. You can hire any person to be in a movie, no budget, just no, no you know, money's not a problem. Who are you hiring? And it could be anybody. It could be actor, musician. You could director, writer, whatever. You know, I... I would have known this, um, answer this question. John Hurt is my absolute favorite actor of all time. I, I, every time I see him in a performance, I feel moved. I just think he's so wonderful. And, and it would have been him, um, but unfortunately he's passed away. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like he's definitely someone I would always have wanted to work with, so. John Hurt's legitimately in, like, three of my favorite movies so i got to agree i mean you know i love him in alien uh, mm -hmm. brazil uh not brazil um uh, he was also space in balls. space balls he was in doctor who he was in you know i'm like God dang he yeah i i gotta agree he, he's a great actor and i phenomenal I, don't blame me on that one at all um all right Genre of movie that you have not worked in yet that you would love to work in? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe fantasy. 
Unless you can't Monos Returns. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. You already did that. And it's a, and it is a, it is a fantasy. Um, oh, you know what? No, I will answer it. Except for I, I did audio for a movie called Bug Wars, but let's say science fiction. I've never really been able to sink my teeth into something that's pure science fiction. Would you like to direct it, act in it, or you know, write it? Hmm. I would say any any of it. Most may probably act in. Big epic, big epic space opera, or a, or just yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> What's your favorite project you've worked on so far? Or do you have a favorite? Monos returns. Monos. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not just that it's Monos, but um, all the people involved were so wonderful. I mean, we all got along really well, and a lot of us became really good friends, and we're still close. Um, and you know, people who didn't, I didn't become friends with, I still, you know, have some sort of connection with, um, whether it be like on Facebook or just say hello every now and then, or, um, you know, I feel a kinship with everyone who worked on it. Um, it was a wonderful experience being with everybody. There was just a lot of love going on. Um, a lot of, connections a lot of family like I was saying how there was a lot of kismet going on on the production I mean we had somebody so okay just for example so Christopher who played Jay mm -hmm. he had met Jackie years ago in El Paso and he got cast because he met Rachel and it, because he was interested in puppets and Rachel has a puppet company um, so he became friends with Rachel and then Rachel asked him to film our Kickstarter video because he had offered that at one point. He said, I, you know, if you ever need a camera guy. And so he filmed our Kickstarter video. And from there we talked to him and he was like, Hey, if you, you know, I'd like to audition this and that. And so we're like, okay. And then he ended up auditioning and he ended up getting the part and he ended up you know, working with Jackie and becoming friends with Jackie, whom he met years ago, which was so strange, like in a whole other way, and came, didn't come to the project through her, came to the project through Rachel and I. Um, so there was that connection. There was, you know, so I can't remember who it was, but another one of our actors ended up knowing the person through a family connection that at the Airbnb that he stayed in, in the small town where we were filming but from a totally different place in the world, you know? So that kind of stuff kept happening. And there were all these connections, all these personal connections and people just were loving being there. We all got along, we all clicked. When we had our first read through, everyone just clicked together. Um, it wasn't awkward, it wasn't weird. It felt comfortable. It felt like we were doing what we were supposed to do. Um, people fell into their roles. I mean, it was just, in that way, it was one of the easiest productions I've ever been on because we all were just on the same page or something. We were all connected and, and, and like I said, people were falling into their roles. People were doing such a great job. People were trusting each other. And it was a really wonderful experience in that way. Now, this, this is, I, I gotta ask is you're, you're a director and an actress and stuff like this. 
when you act in a movie that you don't direct, do you ever look, you know, be like, hey, you know, try to get tips or do you ever feel like, you know, oh, I would do it this way or you just look at the, the, the and go, nope, that's how it goes. Um, yeah. If I'm acting, I'm the actor, they're yeah. the director and I'm following their directions. Um, I would only ever give tips if somebody was open to it or asked for it. Um, I mean, with Joe Sherlock, no, he knows what he's doing and he knows what he wants. And I'm just there, you know, he tells me what to do and I do it basically. Um, but, you know, if I'm working with someone who's less experienced, I might say, hey, um, I have a tip if you want me to give you a tip or, you know, or I can just be quiet and, and do what you tell me to. <laughs> because I, that's how I feel. It's like when, when someone's a director, you got to respect their vision and you got to respect what, where they're going because it's hard to see that from the other side of the camera. Um, but I just trust it and I just let them do what they need to do. Do you ever find it hard to both direct and be and act in your movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps. Um, when I'm working with Joe Sherlock, it helps speak as a DP, you know, if he's a mm -hmm. DP. Yeah. It helps because he has a director's eye and we work together with him directing me. Um so that so that's relatively easy. Oh, um when I work with him, it's not, you know, I can just say, Hey, does do I need to move this way or does this need to be like that? And he can just tell me. Um you know, I guess it really just depends on the crew and how big it is. Am I also doing any of the camera if it's like really small production? Um, it is definitely easier though to focus on um, one thing rather than the other. But sometimes it, it, if I write the story, sometimes I have something specific in mind mm -hmm. and I will want to, to do a role. Um, but, I, you know, like I said, the last, over the last two years, I've been primarily acting, I've been doing a lot of acting for both Joe Sherlock and for Joseph Bogley. Um, he did Specimen 6, and he just um, also directed me in another movie that's not out yet. It's an anthology by John Ward. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that, and I've been really liking that. Like I said, I want to get into doing my own stuff soon, but I've really been enjoying just letting go and just being the actor. So, okay, I, I see this one here. Um, porn star, the Jenna Jones story from 2013. <laughs> the animated mockumentary about the life and times of world famous porn star, Jenna Jones, five minutes. Now is that traditional animation or is that stop motion or? or did... That's stop motion, it's, it's Barbie stop motion. Oh, that's so it's with Barbies. Yeah. It's um, my friend Jim Smith, um, who he he write he's a writer. He writes short stories, and also we used to be in a band together. Um, he wrote music um, back then, and um, he it was a short film that he made for. He submitted it to the Hump Festival in Seattle, which is like um, basically an amateur short porn. <laughs> film festival and it and it was huge for a while um i think it was started by the stranger magazine which um is up here and 
anyway, I, I don't know what ended up happening with that short, but I saw it. It's really funny. It's a comedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just did vo- a voice for it. Yeah. I, I was just seeing that. And I was like, I had to, I had to bring that one up. So, you, but you actually get to play Lucifer in Specimen Six too. How was it to play the devil? Yeah, yeah. Specimen Six was one of my funnest acting experiences. It was one of my most challenging. Um, there was a lot of dialogue uh, that I had to memorize and understand, and it wasn't simple dialogue either. Um, and then I had to be a character that I is, you know, not me, <laughs> very different from myself. And um, I got to be in, in makeup, like full face makeup with some, you know, prosthetic work, a little bit of prosthetic work, and then um, a little bit of body makeup and stuff. So that was really fun. That was really cool. Um, and yeah, I just enjoyed the challenge of that role. Yeah, the like I said, I'm 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 going through your 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 list here, and the fact that you were in uh, things five and six six six, but you're two different characters because it's probably two vastly different movies. If it's a things movie, yes, I'm actually I'm in the, I'm in the upcoming. There's another things coming out soon, and um, I'm in three of the things sequels, but I'm not the same character. It. Because you've seen the, some of the things filmed are all anthologies. Yeah. And um, so each short is different. And it doesn't have a through story that goes through the um, series either. So every film is different. Every short is new. So, yeah, I just play different characters in the different ones. And uh, you were talking about your bands and stuff. Um, what genre of music do you play in your bands? Or your bands? Um, it's mostly like, I mean, I don't know what I'm saying, like alternative rock kind of stuff. Um, I had one band, uh-uh, we were um, sort of like electro dan- electronic dance, three keyboard players and drums and a, and a bass. And... Um, so, yeah, I do a lot of dancey, a lot of um, rock kind of stuff. Now, I had to, I have to ask everybody this because uh, with the with everything that happened over the last year with the pandemic and stuff like that, did anything you working on just kind of get scrapped and thrown aside, or were you able to actually get to everything, or at least? No, I I was in the middle of a couple projects that are sadly on hold and have been. You know, we were, I actually had a schedule for April um, to film and we had lockdown. And so that was the first lockdown. So this was almost two years ago now. And we had to cancel everything. I'm like half done with that project. And I, you know, I have to get back into it at some later date. Um, I'm, it's going to be weird to do it, but we already have it half filmed. So I'm committed. Um, so yeah, I mean that that was really a bummer. I'm I'm kind of I'm like over those feelings though now because it's been so long that I'm kind of in in the, like okay when we do come back what do I need to do? Um, so nothing was so scrapped. Yeah. You're just you're just pause and we're going back to pause. it. Put a pin in pause. it. We're Sorry, back my cat's it. running. Up back and forth on my lap um <laughs> yeah might, might have been running around pops. behind me all day <laughs> what's your cat name 
His name's Max. Max. Oh, minor Lucy <laughs> and Matt and Maze, and they were right behind me. Now they're gone. So I, I saw, yeah. Yeah, they. they <laughs> I did an interview with uh, somebody, and they're just stopping to go. Do you have cats? And I went, yeah. And they're like, Good. <laughs> I want to make sure your toys weren't moving on the shelves because that would have just been weird. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't have any cats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh my cat's uh wife's cat's name's lucy because we were watching lucifer so it's lucifer and Maz- oh, okay yeah so we're we're, we're, <laughs> we're we're real original on our cat's names so <laughs> <laughs> all right um you you with all the movies you're out um where can you get your movies i know uh manos is on prime right now not Prime, but uh, it's on Amazon Prime for uh, purchase or rental, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's on a, some other streaming sites, but I don't know them all because we okay. went through a, a distributor or whatever. Um, so you can also buy Monos Returns on DVD um, off of our website, monosreturns.com. So that's an easy way to pick it up. Um there are some of my other films are online streaming. You just have to look them up. Um, some of my, you know, my short films are on my YouTube channel and it's just Tanya Atomic, T-O-N-J-I-A um, Atomic. And a lot of my shorts are available there or at my Vimeo. So I have some shorts on both. Okay. Um, Hobo with the Trash Can. I'm not sure where it's available now, but um, it was online streaming. I don't know if it's still online streaming, but I know that we, we should be having a DVD soon, available soon. Um, and then let's see. Things, um, the Things series that's available through David Sterling. Specimen 6 was available through SOV video, um, SOV horror, but now if I think it's online, I think you can rent it online. Um, I would say everything's look upable. If you can't find my films online, um, I don't know, send me a message or something. <laughs> send me an email. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you should be able to look it up and, and find most of my stuff streaming somewhere. Now, that's cool. Um, do you, are you are you planning on doing any cons when everything gets better? Or are you just going to go right back into movies and and get that done first? Or? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like there's so much that I don't know what's going to happen. Or, you know, it'll just be like starting fresh kind of mm-hmm. uh, so I don't really know what's going on I know I want to jump back into some of the projects that um, I've had to pause on so that'll probably be my first priority I, I completely understand that um, I, I'm I paused a project I was working on going into pandemic then during pandemic I had to completely redo it. Uh, I probably, I've told this story a thousand times. I wrote a movie 
was planning on shooting 2020 everything hit um while I was sitting there watching Amazon one night found a movie that was really close to the movie that I was writing wow so I had to just can everything when I everything <gasps> about 70 percent of it had to get tossed um, but then people who've read the script for the new one like the ending a lot better. So I'm like, oh, okay. So now yeah. I just gotta have the time and the effort and uh, to to put into that. Um, but it, it'll it, my luck. It'll just go with all the other scripts I've written, and I just set in a notebook somewhere for a decade before I actually go. Hey, I wrote something. Because uh, <laughs> um, I got back into doing no, this. I, I encourage you to go forward. I encourage you to go forward with with those. Thank you. Um, it, it's it's one of the ones where where it comes down to time management. I mean, I I, I own a comic book store, and uh, I have a son with autism and a wife, and and it gets really busy in, in my life. So shooting, I would have right. like one day a week where I'd be able to shoot, and then next the following Sunday or Thursday, you know, two days a week, I might be able to shoot. But I thought about. I have an anthology I'd worked on before that, which I thought about just going to that because that would be easier to be able to knock out something in two days and go back to it later. But I do this instead. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you, you can always start small, you know, the five minute thing, or there's also those like, what is it? The, there's like the 15 second horror festival oh, yeah. or something like that i mean yeah i mean if you if you don't have time you can always do something like that or so I, and trust me i know people that make movies that it takes them a year to do and they're doing like one weekend every now and again <laughs> i mean that happens too yeah see i thought about since i got this the youtube page up i'm doing this i do my saturday morning cartoon show i thought man maybe i should just go ahead and do little shorts and then put them on there and just you know have fun with it so i don't, I don't take it seriously anymore but <laughs> um we're getting close to the hour here i don't want to get too much further I'm, i keep watching um like i said you are you're amazing i mean you're like i said you are writing you're directing you're doing music uh you're producing um you know, you just said that you you even did uh, you were even prosthetics as, as Lucifer in the Devil. That that's cool that you're able to, you know, just do that much. That's amazing. I mean, you know, because I I don't know how some of you guys like Henrik, that kid is pounding out movies constantly and constantly working and stuff like that. But I'm like I'm like I don't know how he does it. I mean, I, I, actually, I kind of know how he does it because I think he just turned 30. So I'm almost 50 and I'm getting slow and old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I, you know, I, there, I mean, it, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. It, the filmmaking, I mean, I say music is my first love and it is, but, the, but filmmaking is like, I don't know. I want to say it's like a disease. It's like I got bit by this filmmaking bug and I don't know what to do to get rid of it. <laughs> it's really like constant in my mind, constant in my life. And it's the kind of thing that like eats away at me until I'm making the thing. And you'll, I mean, I find a lot of other indie directors 
feeling the same way in the same boat. Um, it's like an obsession. I mean, it really is an obsession. And it's, I mean, the only way that some of this stuff gets done because it does take a lot of work and it does take a lot of time. And it's something that sometimes you lose sleep over or you're, or, I mean, I don't know. It's a certain kind of person and it's a kind of like craze. I don't know. <laughs> it's an obsession. And, you know, like I said, some, I, some of these people that I know are making these movies like one day a month, but they have, but they got to be doing it, you know? And that's the whole thing. It's like, that's why we keep doing it. Cause like we have to. Oh yeah. It, it's, I, I've said this before and it's when you get creative people with your mind that doesn't shut down, you've constantly got to be doing something and making something and, you know, working on something. And, and I think that's, you know, I, I don't compare myself to, to people cause I, you know, but that's what I got to do. I got to keep my brain. My brain's always going a thousand miles an hour. And so I'm always working on something, whether it's this show whether it's my store, whether it's my kids, whether it's writing, um, it, it's I've always got to be working on something, and it, I think it helps that I am I got a little bit of manic, but <laughs> it's it, it, I think it is when you get when you get like uber creative people that you know it's it's no longer just a job. It's not this. It's not this. It's it's just a passion that that they got to get out. I guess as I'm stumbling over my own words, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but I mean, you know, it, it's gotta be there somewhere with just being able to, some of the stuff people are able to put out in the amount of time they're about able to put it out isn't insane to me. So, <laughs> um, you know, but it, it is what it is, I guess. I, I'm rambling in, I'm sorry. Um, do you got anything that you're working on currently before before we go that you're you're working on right now? Um, I do. I'm working on a, I'm working on an anthology. I don't I don't know what to say. I don't want to say too much because it's like coming together right now, and so I don't want to like give the wrong information or you know it's but i'm working on an anthology i'm really excited about it's um you know there's a bunch of other directors all people that i admire a lot and um yeah we're getting this anthology together and i'm hoping early next year i'll have more to say about it okay um <laughs> but it, it has to do with the theme of like kind of like love and then monsters and like horror and love that's cool that's cool oh it's been i'm closing in i want to hurry up and get this um i gotta do i say i appreciate you coming on uh i am glad you put out manos returns um and it, it's been fun talking to you um you know i hope to maybe talk down the road again when you've got more stuff coming up or you know you want to talk about something that you know in the past or whatever you let me know i can get you on the show anytime it's my show i can do what i want uh so i i do appreciate it <laughs> thank you very much oh there's one thing i i want to mention real sure. quick that i hadn't got to mention is i do work a lot with michelle nesk who also um lives in the area and 
we have a couple shorts on my YouTube page. Um, so that's Tiny Atomic on my YouTube page, Just a Prick and 333 Illuminati, which we're working on a, a feature version of. Okay. Um, I'll tack at it at the end. I'll put, uh, I put all the information, you know, um, you know, your YouTube page and all that stuff. Um, I, I do all that. So um, like I said, I do appreciate all the work that you're doing. Um, it's good seeing independent filmmakers out there putting, you know, love and passion into movies, even if they don't have the money, even if there's no money involved, they're still out there busting their ass. And I'm glad you're one of them. Um, not that there's no money involved. I wish there was more money involved. Um, but it, it is it is good seeing, you know, just people out there doing it for the passion, I guess, you know, and I think it's fun. And it's just, I, I guess, endearing. I mean, I, I love that stuff. I mean, I've been watching <laughs> independent films for as long as, uh, I don't know if you remember this, um i don't i have no idea how old you are i don't want to i'm not gonna ask you don't ask them how old they are um when you could order movies out of the back of fangoria because these people would sell their little movies that they put together i don't know if you remember that there's like horror movie magazines where you could find you would um you know people would be listening they're like hey do you want to see bloody horror movie blah 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 and you send us 20 bucks and you'd get a videotape of these guys' movies that they made in their backyard and uh i I wish I still had some of them. I mean, they're, they're long since gone. I got that probably in high school, junior high. Um, and I've said before, I'm 47. So that was 35 years ago. So VHS tapes do not last forever. Um, yeah. But I've, I've been a fan of that stuff for since I was a kid and just watching what people can do with no budget and just passion and, and friends and fun is, is great. So, like I said, I appreciate what you're doing. I do. So, yeah. And thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Any, uh, you know, want to, you know, tell us where, I mean, you already told us where you got your movies, but just if there's anything else you want to add at the end here. Just, you know, if if you are a fan of Monos the Hands of Fate, I would say please try to check out our movie. Um, we we nod both to the original and to like the Mystery Science Theater crowd too. So just be aware of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, we try to encompass a large fan base and I know some people um, were really pleased with what we've done. So I, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I'm probably going to, hopefully this weekend, I'll order the Manos DVD because I'll put it up there with my other Manos because I actually have Manos on DVD, not the Mystery Science Theater 3000 version. I have the reg regular version. I bought it at the dollar store for a dollar, but I do have a DVD of Manos. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, you, what you should do is if you ever get a chance to redo your DVD, you should do your own mystery science theater version as a special feature on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's a I, good idea yeah <laughs> i think it'd be hilarious just, just you know because then it would be a throwback to the movie <laughs> and to the mystery science theater version of it too 
but do it yourself. Then you can make fun yeah. of your own movie. So, <laughs> but um, all right. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Um, like I said, I will put everything here at the end. Uh, your links to your to your. Do you mind if I put a link to your Facebook page and stuff? Or, yay nay. Um. Yeah, link to the official the i'll send you a link to that yeah i have an official fan site okay okay cool 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 um i'll probably put this together um it'll, it'll drop next monday so i'll work on it probably sunday afternoon maybe and edit it all together and pick out any slow moments that i think i'm a little bit boring or whatever um so you got you have a good night and uh thank you for being on the show again i do appreciate it um anytime my a guest appears on my little show i appreciate it it means the world to me um and i appreciate what you're doing so um have a good night and have a pleasant tomorrow yeah thank you so much you're welcome and uh take care and <laughs> yeah, have uh, a good night thanks you too good night I would like to thank Tanya Atomic again for appearing on the show tonight. Um, as always, the Group Therapy TV is brought to you by Are You Game, the best combo collectible store uh, all around geek shop in Pickle, Ohio, located at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pickle, Ohio, 45356. You can watch the Group Therapy TV podcast on YouTube or listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast uh, if you want to hear the audio version. Uh, and you can watch me every Saturday at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning serials, and I bring you the best of 80s cartoons and frivolity. And yet again, thank you guys for watching, and I will see you next time for more Group Therapy TV podcast. Later. <laughs>